The views and discussion expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of the hosts of the program. WMKV, Maple Knoll Communities, WLHS, the Lakota Local School District, or staff and management. The information and advice presented are educational in nature and not intended to be taken as specific legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Always consult with your own legal, accounting, or other professional before making any investment. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, a show to help you gain financial freedom by investing in real estate. Brought to you by the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing on WMKV, WLHS, and the Maple Knoll Radio Network. And now your host, Vena Jones-Cox. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Dina Jones-Cox, and we are this week, as every week, striving to be your public radio source for the information and motivation you need to start or grow your own real estate investing business. Now, folks, uh, tonight is actually a pre-recorded program, and I really wanted you to hear uh, what he has to say because it is an area that I think a lot of people in our business, in the real estate investing and entrepreneurial business, are aware of, know they're sort of falling down in, but aren't quite sure how to get their heads around. And that is using technology to make your business more organized, easier, run better, save you money, make you money, all of that sort of stuff. My guest tonight is Ben Rayo, who is a real estate investor and um, also the president of Community Buying Group. Uh, so many of you have met him at various conferences in, in that role. He is a longtime landlord from the Kansas City, and I, and I was supposed to make sure I said Missouri, area, not Kansas City, Kansas, Kansas City, Missouri, and uh, he's a senior partner in the Summit Holding Group, and uh, he's joining us by phone from his home in Missouri. Uh, welcome, Ben Rayo. Wow, that was a really big introduction. <laughs> I, I feel really important now. Thanks, Tina. Well, I got the, at least I, I got the Missouri uh, I'm part I'm here right. in my office at, uh, at uh, Community Buying Group. So we do have a border collie that comes to the office every day. So sometimes they get him razzed up. So you might hear him bark in the background every once in a while. But, well, see, that's, uh, so that's, I apologize for that's, that. why, that's why we don't like working for corporate America is so that we can work in dog-friendly offices. So I can have my dog come to the office and you can walk around barefoot. Right, and have my dog at the office. There you go. Um, all right, Ben. So let's. So we're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna talk today about um, technology, and we're gonna try and talk to uh, you know less the millennials who want everything to be solved by technology, and more to the folks who are maybe in a slightly older age bracket that that just don't know how to. They they know there's probably solutions out there, but they don't know quite how to take advantage of them without having to like relearn everything that they know. Now, before we jump into that, I want to talk a little bit about your real estate business, because we're not, we're not just sort of talking about this theoretically. This is stuff that you have implemented along with your partners over the years. So talk, talk about what you do in real estate and uh, you know, what, what the market's like out there uh, in Kansas city and what your favorite kind of deal is right now. Sure, sure. 
So my background wasn't always real estate. I started in corporate America. Then I moved uh, quickly to out of corporate America. Actually, a lot of people don't realize that I grew up not too far from Cincinnati. I grew up in Louisville, Kentucky, and I went to University of Kentucky there. Uh, my first corporate job was in Cincinnati. Um, and I quickly realized that I wanted to do something else, the technology, and always had a passion and loved real estate, even as far back as buying my first house and renting out one of the rooms to somebody else that was, uh, you know, that was my first rental property. Always had a few along the way and got more serious about it about 11 years ago um, as I started to buy and sell properties and buy and hold properties. Um, in the uh, Kansas City market. And, you know, this market's great. It's always been great. It's kind of a, you know, Kansas City is that second tier city. Maybe, you know, some people might even start to get into a third tier city. And um, the values are really good through kind of the Midwest, just like they are in Ohio and in the Anna and Kentucky. So from that perspective, we don't have the crazy prices that you see on the coast or in some of the larger cities. And that makes it a little bit easier to kind of build your business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just, I can't even uh, begin to explain how fun and exciting it's been to be in real estate. I have a passion for the beautification side of buying something and making it really pretty. But then there's also this whole passive income part of real estate investing that's amazing. Um, that. You just can't get enough of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, are you? Uh, I know. I know that uh, particularly in the last couple of years, um, uh, your your other business that's that's called Community Buying Group. People have, people have seen it around like CBG uh, has been a huge focus of your time. I know it's grown grown a it lot has. in the last few years. Dur- during that time, have you been uh, continue to invest, or are you just sort of sort of holding on to what you have and waiting till things settle down with CBG? <laughs> Yeah, I, I I don't I I am nowhere near uh, going as hard as I was I'll say six or seven years ago where I had you know anywhere from five to seven deals a month I was working on um, and so it settled back and you know it's interesting I made so many mistakes in the beginning Vina it just I just it, it kills me um, to go back and think about how I operated and did some things and. Um, you know, the, the school of hard knocks and didn't really have a lot of mentors until I started to really connect with more people that had experience. I just knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to buy a house. I wanted to fix it. I wanted to rent it or sell it. And I just, just you know, worked hard and rolled up my sleeves and learned a lot of things. But the things that I learned over, the, over those first, I'll say, six or seven years have really come in handy now as I do spend most of my time at Community Buying Group, which is real estate related, and I learned a lot of things that I learned doing real estate kind of propelled me into starting that company. But now I'm doing deals that I've got a couple of deals I've done in the last year and a half that might be as good as five of the deals I did before because I'm taking a different approach, um, figuring some other things out. Um, you it's, know more people. Just, yeah, you know more people. People start to call you. I mean, that's one of the things when I talk to people about. It's such that this stuff's not rocket science. I mean, real estate is just another business, but they're all businesses, and it's all kind of blocking and tackling. As far as just just like anything else, it's you know it's networking, it's building your brand, it's having mentors and experience, it's 
you know, you got tools or technology that you're using in your business. And, and if you're not measuring what you're doing in your business, then you're missing out. And then it's kind of rinse and repeat. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. Uh, we need to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to uh, talk about how folks who don't consider themselves to be technological, don't consider themselves to be like computer people, uh, can maybe wrap their heads around the idea that it's still important to get out there and find some technology to make your business better. Uh, We will be back right after this. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox, talking today to Ben Rayo about how to leverage technology in your real estate investing business, whether that means to find more sellers or find more buyers or manage your rentals better or you know deal with contractors, whatever, whatever that means in your particular business. I get the feel from looking at your bio on LinkedIn that you sort of have a prejudice toward using technology for things that that's kind of your, your kind of your background and you're not afraid of, you're not afraid of computers and apps and learning those sorts of things. But you do realize that a huge part of the real estate community is right. They, oh yeah. You know, my wife is, uh, she's not as excited about technology as I am. And, you know, she, she, uh, I understand exactly what you mean because it's like, what? How does this work, or what does that do? And to me, it's, and some of that comes with one. You have to have a thirst or interest just to learn stuff. So, um, I see so many people that are like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm 50 years old. I'm, I'm too old, and you know, I'm just going to ride out into the sunset, and not learning more about technology. And what's going to happen is you're going to get run over because it's moving so fast right now that. You know, okay, great. You're going to live another. Technology is what's going to get you to live another 50 years when you only expect to live, you know, another 25. <laughs> but it's uh, there, there's so many different parts as as you can see, and it's it's just so fascinating. Um, I'm not a geek by any by any means from a standpoint of I can't I don't write code I don't do anything, but I am just it's just interesting to see. I mean, look at what the facts did, um, and that was you know that was cutting edge and everybody would look at a fax today and say well that's old stuff and sure fax is easy but that was a big deal that changed business i mean the internet changed business uh you know 15 16 years ago nobody thought there's no way in the world anybody's going to order anything online when you can go to a store mm-hmm. i don't know about you vina but i I got my money's worth from my amazon prime and i don't go to any stores i don't even know my i order my groceries online they deliver them for free if you order more than $100 worth of groceries. Wow. It's just uh, – and, and now with the smartphones, which have become, you know, mini supercomputers, um, I was amazed. And I'm sorry, I'm going to detour for a second. I went and saw the Hidden Figures movie. This is the movie about all the women that did all the the mathematicians that helped get the John Glenn into the air and the astronauts. And they were showing all the computer equipment and this gigantic IBM mainframe and all the magnetic stuff and the memory and, and the memory and all of that mainframe and what they had there was still less than what I have in my Samsung 
you know, Galaxy phone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's insane. So if you're not embracing technology, then you're missing out on life because it's one of those things that if you really can kind of take advantage of it, it gives you a whole different leverage in your life to where say, if you're looking for more time, you, you, want to, you, want, you want to know about this technology. You want to know about the different things that can help you to do that. And I use... I was counting it up because I knew I was coming to see you and more than 50 different types of technology on my day-to-day life. And some of them are personal and some of them are for business, but um, it, it all makes me feel like that my life is better mm-hmm. and that I'm working smarter and that I'm taking advantage of things and that I'm tracking things that are going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think that's the piece that everybody kind of gets lost in is the whole the whole ability to kind of go back and look and see what's going on with the data, what's the trends of things that are going on. And I don't mean to kind of get down into the weeds on some of that stuff, but if you're not, if you don't know what you're trying to do and you're not measuring what you're doing, I don't care if you're using a computer or not. You're, you're, you don't have any idea if you're making any progress mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or why. I well, think the or why is the bigger one. Well, I'm doing more deals. Um, I'm doing this, but why are you getting more deals? Why are you making more money? Th- those things. And, and if you can figure that out, that's what's going to give you the leverage to do some things. Like, you know, you hear about people talking about using virtual assistants all the time. And, and you know, it's, again, that's not necessarily a technology play, but it's a leverage play for your time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it used to be that everything that has to, and if you don't know what a virtual assistant is, it's basically somebody that doesn't work for you, that's somewhere else in the United States, could be somewhere else in the world, but they're doing some kind of menial tasks. We have somebody that we pay $5 an hour to cleanse data for us. We send them you know, all the shows we go to, we scan all the business cards, we email them as a PDF, they send them back in an Excel spreadsheet, we import them into our CRM, then they go into a digital drip campaign and they go out to everybody and say, don't forget to register for our program. You know, there's four or five technologies that are all touching each other to do something as simple as the business cards. Mm-hmm. But uh, when you're talking about cleansing data and everything is, is all about data today, I mean, there's so many people, I'm sure you, you either use or know, I, I know thousands of people using VAs to do online research for deals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're they're getting into it deep. It's it's they're searching the county record, and if they find the right criteria, then they go and do step B, and then they use this technology, and then they they maybe send an email to somebody with an offer or a letter or something, and then now they're entering appointments into your contact management system on your schedule through a Google Calendar that then you can have a phone call or somebody that can go be an acquisitions person can go and meet with somebody that's selling a property and then you're updating what happened in that appointment and you're tracking and measuring all these things but so much can happen today just because of the connectivity of the internet it's 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 way beyond i mean we could talk for hours about 50 or 60 products that you might use in any business or your real estate business then a lot of these products are free or very inexpensive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now let me let me just tell you from the from the perspective of one of those people who's a little I'm, I'm a little phobic about technology. That mm-hmm. uh, part 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 of the resistance I think here is that um, it seems like there is there's so many different things available and so many of them overlap. 
right? There's there's 19 apps for finding the value of a property, and there's you know 23 virtual assistant services, and there's and then people come and try and pitch me on something that I'm not even sure why I need it. You know, they, they say, well, this will this will allow you to compare these nine factors in the real estate market, and I'm like, I'm not sure I care about those nine factors in the real estate market. And it just, it feels like there's too much to look at and too much to have to mess with and learn. And, and maybe you learn it and then it doesn't work or you learn it and it goes the way of the fax machine. And there's some, and there's some you know, next piece of technology or next app or next program uh, that I have to deal with. Uh, what, you know, what do you, what do you say to people like me when they come in your face over and over and over again like that and keep saying, no, I'm not going to learn this. Um, well, there's two different parts of what you just said. One is, one is, oh my God, it is, um, it, it gives me a headache just to think about the amount of technology that there is because you see every day in my inbox, I see somebody has got the next amazing product that's going to help you to make a bunch of money and not have to do anything. Um, if you ever see that kind of stuff, you know, that's probably pretty wrong. Um, nobody's doing free money if they are um let me know about it i still yet to see it i i will tell you though that there is a thread of commonality between technology as far as kind of you know the how you interact with with technology meaning you know what's the screen look like and what are you typing in then the back end of saving it and then how are you going to use it but there are um the, the first place that i would go is if you've got a mentor or if you've got somebody that you trust, um, talk to them about what they're using. That's that's always going to be the first place that I go as far as um, talk to your friends, talk to your family, who's using what, and then you know from a real estate perspective, you know in the in the RIA meetings, there's all kinds of there's all kinds of technology that people are using, and that's going to be the best place to say, has anybody heard of this? I, I, I don't go out and look at every single piece of technology that comes across, but there is some foundational stuff. When, I, when you talk about having kind of a centralized um, CRM or, or customer relationship manager or database where you're keeping track of all your people, um, you know, think, think of your address book on your phone or in your Google account or your Rolodex if you're not doing anything electronically, and the ability to have that, um, you know, th there's there's some huge benefits to getting stuff to digital. And I know we're kind of we're kind of being basic here, but you know, you think about the ability now with data plans on phones and the connectivity of phones being able to go back to access information. You really have access to information quickly, and that's going to be. That's that's kind of the critical point when you're talking about doing business today is information. If you have to wait for something to come in the mail <laughs> to get an answer on something or to get a valuation and that you're not using something, um, one of those nine or ten different valuation sites, you know, you don't need them all. Pick two mm -hmm. and compare them. You'll start to figure it out if you do a little studying. How, how close were they? Ask other people what they're using. Ask if they're close. Um you know, the the, um, the ability to kind of keep track of your data and have the flexibility to use it anywhere. So many people are working from home or they're working out of um, co-working spaces or coffee shops or, 
you know, on the road and, and from their car, especially people that have been real estate agents for years that have transitioned into investing in real estate. Um, it's it's something that you're really not going to get away from. I, I can look at the way that we manage our property management business, which we have about 50 we have about 50 units, and we have a property management software. It tracks all the addresses. It tracks all the general ledger stuff. We don't need QuickBooks. It's all built in. Um, we know who the tenants are. We keep copies of leases. We scan everything. We don't use paper anymore. I mean, there is isn't there is no paper besides all the sticky notes that are across my desk to, <laughs> when I get interrupted to write something down so I don't lose track of it. Which um, So you, scanning everything, keeping it somewhere where you can access it so you don't have to worry about fires, you can access it anywhere, that, that's a huge part of kind of going digital. And the, you know, the other parts of, I'm sure a lot of people are using Craigslist. Um, you know, that's kind of baby steps as far as advertising. But um, if you don't have a website for your business, you are likely missing out. And if you don't know how to get a website, there's a lot of people that have tools and ways to help to do that. And it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be 20 pages. But you have to have a place that you can drive people to so they can enter their name and their information to let you know that they're raising their hand, that they're interested in, I want to sell my property, or I want to buy your property, or I want to rent your property. Mm -hmm. um, I'll, I'll tell you one of the most... Uh, one of the, the, the biggest value that I get from the Internet from a landlord perspective today is the ability for our tenants to be able to put a maintenance request in through a form on a website and then have that come through in an email and copy our maintenance people. Nice. Nice. It takes now me totally out of, totally out of the loop. Now we need to we need to take another quick break, Ben. When we come back, I want to I want to dig a little bit more deeply into a couple of things that you have uh uh, talked about during this segment, um, but we do need to take just a moment here. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. Um, your host, Vina Jones-Cox, talking today to Ben Rayo about technology and how it can help your business in a in a in a more holistic sense, we're not, you know, getting into reviewing particular, con uh, you know, contact databases and things like that, you know, partly because this is public radio and we can't really recommend certain things over other things, but just sort of trying to give you an idea of basically what you should be doing. Now, if you're 25 years old, you probably don't use anything except technology to run your business, but if you're maybe in a, a little bit of an older uh, age group and you you didn't grow, you know, you, you, your first computer was a TRS-80 Model 2. Boom. Had one. Me too. <laughs> Um, <laughs> with the, with had the, cassette had that cassette deck that had the slider handle on it that not, connected through a, some kind of cable because that's how you loaded your data off of a magnetic. Yeah, we had one of the fancy ones with two eight-inch floppy disk drives. One held the program, and the other one held the data. Yeah, my dad went all out. He that was, was a, one of the newer ones. Yeah, he was a first adopter. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So anyway, you might you, you know you might you might just be sort of like uh, I know I should be doing this, but I'm not because I find it all confusing. So. Um, 
basically been you've said you've said uh, everyone should have some sort of a a customer relations management type software, and there are a number of those that are are built for real estate, and anyone who's on anyone's mailing li- email list gets hit up for those all the time, and those sure. are those are often. Um, uh, you know, the thing that I have learned about them is before you go all in and spend the sometimes $1,000 up front to buy it and then the sometimes 99 to $199 a month to keep your data, <laughs> which is sort of the, the trick there, uh, you probably ought to find out what kind of deal it was built for. Because I, I bought one early on, probably uh, 10 or 15 years ago. I was told it was going to track all of my deals and that was like super important to me because I was I was tracking them on um well this is how old that how long ago this was I was tracking them on Lotus 123 which was uh, you know Excel okay <laughs> and 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 so you know once you get to a certain uh, for number for those of you that's like, like Excel yes yes so so um uh once you get to a few hundred lines of data right I've got I've got a few hundred sellers I've talked to you're really in danger of losing all of your data by just sorting it wrong and not noticing that you did it, and now all the all the columns are are out of line. So I went and bought this this uh, uh, supposed CRM, and what I discovered was that it was really built for a very specific kind of deal, which was short sale deals. And I didn't really do short sale deals, so it wasn't it wasn't awesome. It wasn't it wasn't what I wanted, and I had spent you know quite a bit of money on it, and I ended up abandoning it. Um, but, but, you know, you, you made the point that organizing, organizing the data, whether that's sellers I've talked to, buyers I've talked to, private lenders would be another cat, you know, someone you had a conversation with where they said, Hey, if you ever have a deal, I've got a hundred thousand dollars to put in a deal. Those are all people that you don't just, you don't just not want to lose their phone number you it would be nice to have information like what's their kid's name and when's their birthday and what was when was the last time I talked to them and all that sort of stuff and that's that's what you mean by a CRM right something that will kind of handle I do, that I do and, and that, you know a little the, the other thing that people need to think about is like I think about with what how you're going to kind of use that data their, the names of their kid and those kinds of things are good because it's it's personable but it's if you're collecting cards or you're putting in a spreadsheet or you're just, you're just dumping it into your address book, are you really putting it in such an organized way that allows you to search on it easily? And that's really what you're trying to do by organizing your data is how do I either report or search on it? I'm looking for um, a guy named John who's a lender, um, somebody that, that said they were interested in deals on multifamily that were over a million dollars. You know, these are things that are fields or checkboxes or drop downs or, you know, things that you can use when you organize your data that really gets you to the point of finding who you're looking for mm-hmm. quickly in an organized way. Um, you said something about millennials earlier when we were kind of coming on, and it's it's really interesting because we've got a couple of millennials that work for the company, and it's just really kind of a different it's a whole different vibe. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't, you know, and, and I've got kids, uh, one in college and one in high school, and it's just, you know, it's like they don't use they don't use Facebook like 
everybody, all their parents do. They don't use certain apps. They've already gone kind of past it. It's, you know, the Snapchat and the quick way to get a quick video or photo and send it back and forth and texting. And you have to kind of come to the, um, you have to kind of come to the conclusion and be ready to receive that this is what's happening and that may feel impersonal to people that everything's technology and it is in many ways, but it's also, it's just a different way to communicate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I would encourage people not to be scared of technology, but to just kind of, you got to put a list together on what you need and you got to kind of cross it off. I've got a mother-in-law that's 70 years old. I'm probably going to be in trouble because I just said how old she was, but um <laughs> You know, yeah, George can edit um, it out. Don't worry. <laughs> what, what, did, what did she ever? Yeah, thanks, George. Uh, what did she ever do without Facebook? And now she's in, and she's connected to so many people. Um, and it's just, I know that sounds simple, but you're going to find that if you can embrace technology and you kind of go down the road, that it, it kind of opens up your mind and opens up your opportunities for different things in your life. And it's not always that complicated. I think what's complicated is because what you said earlier in, in the last segment is that, man, there's so many choices, and I don't even know what to, where do I start? And I, and you, you take something simple like, okay, I've got six file cabinets full of paper that I've had been collecting, for you know, for the business for lasting. Get it filed electronically in some way that then you can put it out into the cloud because there's lots of products. The cloud is the same as the internet, everybody. Uh, that. that there's lots of products that you can store just like you would store it on your PC um, in a folder. You store it up in the cloud, and, and there's, there's, there's two or three major players. And, you know, we do everything that we do on our entire business is in one of those products. And most of those products are very inexpensive or free. But it's that there's, you know, okay, now I got all my files there. Now what? You know, how am I going to access it? What am I going to do? You know, what am I doing to... Do I have a website? Okay, I don't have a website. Backing up, do I even have a logo? You know, am I creating a um, am I creating a brand for myself? Blocking and tackling for any business, right? Um, so when I'm at a networking event or I'm connecting to people or people know that I'm serious about being in real estate and that here's my card and my logo and I buy and I sell and um, these are all the things that I do. And then, you know, those logos go on a page and your website can have one page mm-hmm. with one form. Mm-hmm. And 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 then it, you figure out where you go from there. It doesn't have to be all the things and all the crazy opportunities that technology gives you because you won't use most of it. You need to figure out what's important and just start doing one little piece at a time. Mm-hmm. And and if if I could uh, give uh, folks who have that you know allergy to technology that I have a, a little bit of a um, a tip for how to to deal with this. Um, I just, I set aside time, usually, it's usually on Saturday, right? It's usually when I'm not putting out fires and whatnot. And I, whenever I hear about a new piece of technology that I really am interested in, or a new, you know, system, like virtual assistants were very hard for me to learn about for some reason. Like, I just had a really hard time getting my head around them. But now I use them all the time. I'll I'll just, I'll just put it on my to-do list to you know, not go hire a virtual assistant, not go even find a virtual assistant company, but just do some research on virtual assistants and see kind of how it works and, and just spend, spend a couple of hours just really playing around with the idea. And generally, I find that although I'm 
just overwhelmed by the idea of, man, how do you hire someone online? How do you even know what they're doing? How do you know they're not wasting time when just, you know, put it on the list, spend a couple hours Googling it, finding forums about it, listening to what people have to say about it. And usually it sort of, it sort of comes to light, right? It doesn't, it, it's not as scary as it looks at first. So same thing with, with CRMs and, you know, all the other rental management software. That's another question I hear a lot. What kind of rental management software do you use? Because it turns out QuickBooks doesn't manage rentals. <laughs> that's not what it's not, for. <laughs> not very well, not without a head on, that's for sure. I mean, <laughs> you talk about that and I would say, um, if you're serious about real estate investing and you're going to go down that path and you know that you're going to have more than one or two properties, um, you really need to think about getting one of the property management softwares. Here's kind of a low end, a medium end, and a high end. Um, but, you know, what's nice now is that because data is so organized so well on these softwares, it's easy to say, I'm moving from here to here. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, everybody, uh, not everybody, I shouldn't say that. Most people know what a CSV file is or they've heard of it. It's really just a way to organize the data that like what's in a spreadsheet. And, and, you, and it's like, okay, each column is here's their first name, their last name. And they're just, they're just, you know, those are the things that are intimidating to people. And they're just really not that complicated. But if you're not around it all the time, you said, you said something I wanted to touch on. It was interesting. You were talking about virtual assistants. And that is one strategy that if technology is overwhelming for you, and, but you have a good idea or a good system in place, um, a virtual assistant can maybe take on um, some of the some of the parts of that business because there's 18 to 20 different things that people can think about on what they can outsource to a virtual assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's just it's it's way beyond what people think. Then it's just um, I'm going to have somebody that's going to do some data cleansing or data entry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, we're going to take one more quick break here, Ben. And when we get back, we're going to talk about like the categories in which any serious real estate entrepreneur needs to have technology running at least part of their business. We will be back right after this. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. Talking today to Ben Rayo, who's going to be at Cincinnati Rhea tomorrow night, and we were talking during the break, and you know Ben has Ben has been talking about how he's going to share certain things tomorrow at Cincinnati Rhea, and I know a lot of you guys are listening from like California and Minnesota, and I don't know, probably you're not going to buy a plane ticket tonight to come here tomorrow to see what Ben recommends in the way of technology. So Ben has agreed that um, he can share some of the slides that he's going to talk about tomorrow. Uh, with listeners who just want to email me, and this is what you do, um, email askvina at gmail.com, askvina at gmail.com, and just, I only need a subject line. The subject line should say, send Ben's slides. <laughs> that's all That's all I need is send Ben's slides. No, no, give her, give her your entire background um, <laughs> of write, your life and what you're doing. and Write me a book, yeah. Yeah, just send Ben slides and because I I don't want to I don't want to you know make the listeners who are outside of the immediate uh, listening area here for WMKB feel like they've they're like getting some stuff but not everything they want and we want to make sure that you get uh, everything that you want so so Ben um, break it down for us generally um, if I am claiming to be 
a serious real estate investor slash entrepreneur. In what areas ought I have technology? Because if I don't have it, I'm I'm just I'm really doing things the hard way, or I'm really going to be behind. You already said organize your data with a CRM. You already mentioned rental management software. If you have more than just a few uh, properties, is there is there anything else that you would say? You know, if you don't have this, you cannot be convicted of being a real estate investor in a court of law. So I think that if we take like some of the big blocks, obviously you, you talked about rental software. You talked about the CRM piece. Um, you need a way to store your documents, and you need to do that electronically. You need to organize them, and you need them somewhere that is not inside your business or your house. So then you have the ability, one, to have them backed up, and two, that you can access them from anywhere. So when your PC crashes, you don't lose your entire life. Um, you need to figure out how you're going to communicate to potential customers and other people if you have a product or a property to buy or sell. So that would I, I would kind of throw that into digital marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you need to be thinking about what your presence is going to be on social media. Um, you know, that's you can start, and I would say it's easy to start with Facebook and LinkedIn. And once you've kind of mastered those, and those are, and there's a lot of uh, things out there that you can go out and go look up on how you need to kind of set up those, how you need to set up those platforms. But having those two, and then you can go on to um, if you're going to tweet or use um, Snapchat or some of the other products that are out there or social media. Um, I think those are pretty obvious. You need to have some kind of a website. We talked about that. It could be one page. Um, There's people that sell domain names out there, and then you can go to them, and for a few dollars a month, you can actually have, they have templates to create a web page. It's a very inexpensive way to have something up and on the Internet so people know you're serious. Um, You need to figure out how you're going to handle your phone, faxes, and emails. You know, that is now all virtual, electronic. There are... There are no more phone lines. There's, you know, there's no more faxes. The faxes come into to your email. The faxes come into your phone. Um, you know what? I it's interesting when you talk about saying, ah, I don't need technology. That's what I said about the ability to print, to buy a printer that allowed me to print from my phone to my printer. I said, why would I ever need that? I, I go almost every day that there's something that I want to print from my phone to a printer. <laughs> it's just a different type of printer. I'm like, I'd never have an, I'd never do that. I'd never buy anything online. Nope, never gonna, never gonna <laughs> not want a piece of paper on a fax. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, there's that's you, when you talk about phone, fax, email, um, and then you kind of take a more deeper step into something that has to do with that centralized, we'll say, software, something that you're tracking your processes and what you're doing to run your business, whether you're wholesaling, whether you're flipping, um, that's a place for your leads. I mean, if you're, if you're a wholesaler and you're doing yellow letters or you're doing other things out, you, somehow you have to track all this. How did somebody react? And you want to track it all because you want to be able to measure it. If you're not tracking what you're doing, you can't measure it. And if you can't measure it, you don't know if it's going to be successful or not. You know, why did I get a response on this particular marketing campaign? And why were they responding back? And how do I kind of take that information and leverage it to do it again, repeat it, versus thinking you know why it was there? So that's kind of that kind of that big main chunk. And then you say, how am I going to manage all this? And you're going to manage it 
to keep it super simple, but you might need to go out and get some help if you don't have employees or somebody else that's a partner in your business by using a virtual assistant to help you with whether that's website design or um, I'll tell you a great one is I record stuff all the time on my phone and then I can email it to a transcription service and they'll type it back up and send it back to me. Now voice to text is becoming so great. I might just send myself an email and bang out a three paragraph letter or idea or something that I want to do for a post or something I want to do for you know some kind of topic and just email it to myself and it's 90% right and I don't lose track of it. Mm-hmm. I talk a lot faster than I can type. Mm-hmm. And 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 actually just to just to sort of combine some of these ideas um you know, you mentioned social media a little while ago, and that's another thing that horrifies certain people. They're like, oh, my God, I have to, like, go on there and actually say stuff and put pictures up and be interesting and remember to tell people that I have deals you know, or, or that I've got a rental available. The, the thing is, any any part of this that you do not want to manage there are virtual assistants out there who will happily manage it for you and for not a whole lot of money so so just getting out of that thinking that that I have to be the expert in everything right if i'm going to write a website i need to know how to code a website no you don't there's virtual assistants out there who will build you the best wordpress website you've ever seen in your life for 600 bucks right Wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. What's WordPress? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I wasn't supposed to give away that I knew anything at all. <laughs> hey, you know, that's that, there's a, that's that's a really good point, Vina. Is that there 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 are people that do a lot of things that are out there. They're not that expensive. The other thing is reach out to people that you know. You know, somebody's having a you know somebody's having a baby, and they're going to be they're going to stay at home for the next four months or stay at home, uh, mom or dad. Believe me, it, you, you burn out quick at that, and you want to do something, but the flexibility to be able to work from their home on their time may get you a really high-quality person that can help you in your business, and it's you don't care whether they do it at 10 a.m. in the morning or 10 p.m. at night or while the baby's sleeping or whatever that may be. So you don't have to necessarily go outside of the United States or even outside of your own bubble in your backyard to find somebody that can help. Or if you know someone who's having a baby, just wait six years and that baby will be better at technology than you are and you can have the baby do your tech work for you. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to call those. But, um, you know, that's... We're, we've run out of letters as far as X's and Y's and Z's. <laughs> yes, um, yeah. So, so you know, seriously, if 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 all this show has done is made some people who kind of already knew that they needed to get on their game in terms of um, getting getting more leverage, because that's what all of this is about. You know, Te- technology keeps you from having to keep stuff in your head because you know that doesn't work that well. It keeps you from having to manually do things that are that are repetitive or boring or um, below your pay grade, right? Like like you know, constantly looking up addresses of owners. That's something a virtual assistant can easily do. Um, if if all it's done is is make people say, "Yeah, I knew I needed to get on that, and now I actually am going to get on that," I'm a happy camper. Uh, but is there any final piece of advice, Ben, that you would give to folks who are who are still sitting there going, but but I don't know where to start? Um, you know, th- that last piece of advice is 
I would I would step back from technology and look at it in the same way that you would look at any other way that you get leverage in your life. When you go to an event, you network with people, and then that person calls you back because they want to connect somebody or make an introduction to you, that's leverage. I mean, that's leverage. When you have a an advertisement or something sitting out 24-7, and you think that only people are going to look at it from 8 to 5, you're kidding yourself. The Internet's open 24 hours a day. And so to have you know a very basic website and to have some of these things, one, they don't cost a lot of money. And it really doesn't take that much expertise. And don't be a cheapskate either. Don't be a cheapskate and say, well, I don't want to do it. It's going to cost me $600 to have somebody set up a website for me. If you're not willing to commit to $600 for a website for a business, then you're not really committed to the business. I mean, I know that I started I started a software product years ago, and it was it, you're talking about putting a lot of money into something and a lot of commitment to that. And... To do the kind of stuff that we're talking about today doesn't cost a lot. You go pull all this stuff together very easily for, you know, $1,000, $1,500 and really kind of say, I've got a logo, I've got cards, I've got a website, I've got my social media set up, I've got a few other things going for me. And that's a really inexpensive way to get a business set up. Mm-hmm. Very good. Well, unfortunately, Ben, we are out of time again. Ben will be at Cincinnati RIA tomorrow night. For anyone who is in the area, you can get more information and RSVP at CincinnatiREIA.com. We will be back next week with more information to put you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. Until then, happy investing.